March 5, 2021. It's the Watch for Pedro Show.
Fury is what I feel most of the time. Fury, the deceit, the cheap mime. The lies and the injustice, the moldy steak cut out of a dying cow's thigh, served on a golden platter, garnished with rotting cheese, and sold as a delicacy our society in which the bees are dying on a scale so large that the universe seems dwarfed by its obscenity. Little bits of shiny metal swooping over my head in the sun. Are they the North Korean invasion or just poised forks ready to drop the bomb? And yet I don't believe that God is dead. His spirit is the beauty we had, and the hope still there, and an end to the nightmare. What for Pedro Show? Happy Friday, last Friday of March. No, first Friday of March. Loosen <laughs> 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 track. <laughs> no, but get it together. It's vaccine time, people. We're all hopeful. Uh, start off, uh, John Coltrane with Miles Davis doing uh, Dear Old Stockholm alternate take. And then Strange Times, <laughs> appropriately, <laughs> from Daniela Di Picciato. <laughs> Welcome aboard again, Daniela. It's so great to have you back. Oh, it's so great to hear you again. <laughs> okay. Yes, those genius Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention. We are not, I am not totally man alone. Brother Matt still at the Love Grotto and Pleasure Point because Quentin in quarantino mode, but we're working on that, right? So you have a new <laughs> album. I mean, uh, what was uh, The Element of Love, but the, the one before... You made one in 2019, we talked about it. Uh, Deliverance, Deliverance. exactly. And yeah. that, like that was made in a whole different kind of trip. Uh, but, I, I, of course, it's a Daniela record, so I hear, you know, the comp. But, but tell me the story about it. I, I'll let you use your own words. <laughs> um, well, uh, you know, we were supposed to be touring all year last year. We were we had like a European tour and a U.S. tour, and um, everything was canceled because of the pandemic. So postponed. That was kind of, postponed. Well, postponed until this year, and now it's just been postponed to next year. It's wishful so, thinking. It's wishful thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder if I'm ever going to see a stage again. No, we will. But, we will. I have hope. I have hope. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm not saying when, but it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, curious. Such a strange situation. So, you know, we're nomads, so we don't really even have an apartment. We have studios in Berlin, and we have a tiny office room, and that's basically where we've been spending our time throughout the whole pandemic. Um, so we were kind of like, well, if we're going to be here, we might as well work as much as possible in our studios because that little stu that little office room we're sleeping in is like you can't stay in there for very long, at least not with two people and one of them being as tall as Alex. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> 
So, um, so basically, I said, okay, then I'm. I was writing a book at that point. I was writing my second graphic novel, and then I said, I, I really feel like doing a, another solo album. So I, um, I started working on the solo album last September, and by that time, you know, people were starting to realize that the pandemic was going to be. It was going to take longer than everybody had thought. And people were going a little crazy with other conspiracy theorists and stuff like that, you know. So I was like, I want to do a record that kind of speaks about, you know, the crazy world we're living in. But at the same time, not to have it get too, like, too depressing. I I wanted to add some humor and some, you know, hope into it, uh, musically as well as my lyrics. So that was kind of my idea. Thank you, yes. That's what I was feeling. It's so easy to feel sorry for ourselves. But on the other hand... That that's part of uh, expression and creativity. Yeah, yeah, and you know we're we're freelance artists, so we're used to having like unusual situations and <laughs> and constantly <laughs> constantly dealing with some kind of crazy stuff. So right. uh, we know that we have to stick it out. So you d- you didn't do it in that little office, did you? I did it in my little studio here. Yeah. Okay. Well, but the common space that you shared, or do you have another space? No. Well, well, we have a, an office where we have like a, a sofa bed where we sleep. Yep. And then we have our studios. Like I have a studio and Alex has a studio next door. And there we work. Ah, okay. So your music and, and also, you know, you do. Well, you know, uh, listeners, please know that Danielle also makes uh, drawings and paint, <coughs> uh, drawings and paintings. Yes, exactly. Which so is, my stu- in my studio, it's like at the moment, it's completely covered with ink and paper because I'm trying to trying to do some prints here. But I also have like a table full of electronic instruments and stuff. So I always go back and forth. <laughs> okay. When I'm you know, when I'm rendering something, I go and paint and then I go back and, and record some more music. Okay, now, you know, we started with Strange Times, which, you know, you just described <laughs> where that came from. <laughs> okay, yeah. but then but then there's a tune I want to play next called Homesick. Yeah, um, well, I was actually homesick for the U.S. Because, <laughs> you know, we were going to be touring there and I have so many friends there and I'm from the U.S. originally. And it was it was strange to be, you know, kind of stuck in one place when you've kind of prepared yourself to be traveling that much. So I kind of was like trying to express how my homesickness felt. And that's why it's that's why it's instrumental, too, because it doesn't really have, you know, it's hard to describe that with words. It's more of a feeling. Sure, sure, sure. Like John Coltrane's Alabama. <laughs> you just need the title, yeah. right? Yeah. And so, but but this is interesting. Uh, me uh, thinking about the process that you used to make this record. Uh, d- d- did you make demos, or like the tunes just came and then they were realized? Um, I never really make demos. I don't do sketches for drawings either. I don't. I don't know why, but I just really I just jump into the real thing immediately, and um, I just I just work. You know, doing layers of electronic sounds and and violin melodies on top of each other and then I do the music first and then I listen to the pieces and then I kind of figure out which pieces I think are good to continue being instrumental and then I work on them a little more and the other ones that where I think okay they'd be good for vocals or for spoken word I start working on the lyrics then okay musically like do you come with a theme a tema or something as like the anchor and then you start piling Thing? Yeah, okay. exactly. So yeah, like, yeah, like exactly. you wrote the bass part first. <laughs> yes. 
Like in my situation, I'm always right in the base part first. <laughs> Lots of times it's the only part. <laughs> then I ask everybody else to jump on. Okay, uh, so uh, well, let, let's listen to Homesick. Okay.
I've been in this world for some 40 years. I like to think in that time I've learned a thing or two. Well, here's one of those things I'm sure I know. There's nothing above us, not a thing below. I really hope that don't make you despair. Get up off of your knees, boy. There's nothing for you down there. Get up off of your knees, girl. And live your life Do you know how lucky you are To be alive Millions could have been born In your place Yet here you are A life full of mistakes there is no salvation and no saving grace. All we've got is this dirt and this imperfect place. Get up off of your knees now. Get up off of your knees. Get up off of your knees now. Get up off of your knees. Get up off of your knees now. Get up off of your knees. Get up off of your knees now. There's nothing for you down
lot from Pedro Show, that chunk of music. Started with Danielle DiPicciato doing Homesick. Then uh, Richard Hale, you know, I've been playing all this stuff. He found the master tapes to his second album, Destiny Street, and remixed it all and included a bunch of uh, demos and stuff, some live stuff. It's a great, he sent it to me in the mail. I got it and it was, he signed on wow. it and everything. Yeah, you know, he was my first punk rock hero. So it, it's like an incredible Wow, One time in the 70s, great. he had an ad for his first record, and it had a phone number. It said, call hell. I think it was in Korea. <laughs> so I called, and when he answered the phone, I got scared and hung up. I go, is this hell? <laughs> I, I was too scared and hung up. And I think I asked That's him great. about Maybe he remembered that. I don't know. But um, a Barry Burko band after that. This guy in uh, Tel Aviv right now, he wants to move to Berlin soon because he says it's uh, hard to find work there. And so he's coming. He's got this big symphony, and this is like the sixth part. This is Coriolis. I've been playing a part every episode. Gareth Sager after that from the pop group with his, uh, well, he calls it a quintet or something, but it's just him and a sax player, him on a piano. So I guess you can call anything anything, right? And this is Miniature 8, uh, Nine of Swords from Joe uh, Cardamone. He's making a big piece, too. Everybody's making... Operas and symphonies. And this is part four of what he calls Quarantina. Uh, Andy Kerr, after that, he was on the show uh, a couple episodes ago. Canadian guy, been living in the Netherlands now for uh, 30, 25, 30 years. And uh, he made this great album, and this is a tune called Compilation Tape. It used to be heavy in the old days. That's how you found out about other bands. Obama's Prendon, after that, Bugs and in Industry. These cats, they live about in the D.C. area, and they made about, recorded about four or five thousand songs. Did like five or six gigs in forty years, but they're they're still going. <laughs> they're get, they're letting this cat into their archives to put out more uh, stuff. Hands writing from Switzerland after that with no wave noise free form. I guess that's pretty descriptive. Uh, and Hatchet Field, brand new, uh, nothing above or below. And finally, Daniela DiPicciato with The Decline of Western Civilization. Did you ever <laughs> see that movie? Um, yes, of course. It's great. <laughs> uh, kick Boy, right? Uh, what's his name? Claude Bessie. Uh, yeah. I mean, we lost him in, I think, uh, lung cancer. But he gives this big rap about New Wave. <laughs> there ain't, there's no such thing as New Wave. <laughs> right? There's something you say at the parties or so. <laughs> so they don't kick you out or something. He's got this whole spiel. But there's a lot of moments in that. Well, you, you weren't thinking of that when you did this, though, were you? Um, not really. I always liked the title, though. I thought it was an amazing title. So I was kind of like, I'm just going to, you know, nod over to the movie um, and kind of, I mean, you know, in a way, punk music always spoke about, you know, what's not, really working out in our system and stuff. And so I'm basically saying, yeah, well, it's basically the decline. It's it's at the end now. <laughs> but you, you know what's trippy about that? There was a part two. And it uh -huh. wasn't punk rockers. It was like, yeah, butt rock bands, you know, hair stuff from Sunset Boulevard thing. Like, oh, really? Yeah, like this guy at his moss house drinking vodka and shit. Oh, oh wow. Up. I didn't see that. 
Yeah, that's even more decline in a way. <laughs> <laughs> you, the punk rockers with their uh, funny names and uh, clothes, you know. And But in a way, this other thing was, this part two, you know, the, I don't know what you call, you know, what what's your ideas on giving genre names to music? I always think it's difficult. I mean, like the music I do with Alex, we just don't even know what to say to like what to call it because there's no real name for that. And same kind of like with my music. I mean, um, I don't know. I think that I guess I, I guess I don't know. The music industry needs the names for genres, but in general, how are you going to like you know squeeze a piece of music into like a term that tight? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and you brought up another question that, uh, that I have. When you say industry, <laughs> does that thing exist? The music industry? Yeah. Well, some, somewhere outside of my life, it does. <laughs> <laughs> so should we even care? I mean, when I think of your music, I think of that M word, music. Oh, <laughs> I don't need nice. that other stuff. Right. And yeah, me I think, neither. Yeah, I wonder if we really do. I think maybe we've been conditioned that you had to put a label on. Maybe. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that the you know the industry needs to put label on things to be able to sell it. So that's why they did it. But um, we're there to to like you know contradict the labels. <laughs> right, right. They're trying to make their job easier. Yeah. Or a shortcut or something. And that yeah, our job is to make it much more difficult. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay so let's get back to uh like the decline of western so did you come up with that title you said you really liked the title did you come up with it first um no i did the music first and then i was listening to it and i was like wow that and suddenly i just thought of that title and i was like god this is perfect <laughs> yeah you know i always think of a that there was some book by this guy in england the rise and fall of the roman so I think that's looking at those people. We always put uh, they're the yardstick. Yeah. Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. And and also I wanted it to be kind of sad, but at the same time kind of beautiful because I thought you know there's always beauty in every ending too, um, because of the effort put into you know everything that happened, and also as soon as something and something else can start, so it's like that, you know tidal flow of things coming and going so i didn't want it to be like super a super depressing song so i thought yeah this is it somehow has something heroic to it too in a way like you know yeah this may be the end but we did a really you know we really tried so so like cycles the idea of cycles exactly yeah there was uh what was his name he kind of sings like um dr king uh, Chuck D. But, yeah, he says, cycles, cycles, life comes in cycles. Old is new. No, I'm not. I ain't no psycho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is, whenever you could do shit like that with rhyming, I'm way into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, no, but this thing about, yeah, if something ends, that means something's up next. Exactly. And hopefully something better. So that's why... You know, I didn't want it to be too depressing. Do you think there's an urge like to, to, I don't know, kind of airbrush the old days? Like, we got to bring those things back. It's got, we got to make them happen again. Um, 
in a way, but I always think that they have to come back in a new way. Like, I really like the, the generation at the moment that's being, like, really politically radical and active and stuff like that. Somehow it feels like it's the first time since the 80s that a generation like that is like that again. And I think it's pretty exciting. So in a way, they, you know, they, they kind of latch on to things that maybe were happening when we were, like, in our 20s or something, and now they're bringing it into a new kind of context. And I think it's pretty exciting at the moment. You're talking a lot about, like, kind of aware, critical thinking? Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, like Black Lives Matter and all that. Right. It seems it, there's another trend that's trying to address that critical thinking with the, this, oh, you just, you want everything destroyed. And, and, and uh -huh. uh, what's what's the word? Cancelled. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah to Cancel me, culture. that's almost like some knee-jerk thing saying, oh, don't think about that stuff because it's going to lead to uh, you being a, a bigot. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that, you know... Um, they have to become like super, well, it just has to become like super extreme for something to change and then it's going to get different again. It's just like all these different things are happening at the moment and um, nobody really knows and understands everything that's happening and people are just trying to make change happen. And it's like this kind of, I don't know, crazy birth of something new. And sometimes it can be really weird. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> <laughs> but it probably needs to happen for something to change. And there's so much that has to change that um, I think it's, you know, I'm willing to go along and and and, and see what, what good can come out of it. <laughs> and do you think art and expression comes along with it, like beside it, ahead of it, behind it? Oh, absolutely. I think that, you know... I actually think that we as artists, musicians and all, you know, we have a, we have a really, um, we're the ones that can help people not to despair somehow um, with all of these things. Because like, we're not doing it for the money, we're doing it because we're trying to like, you know, give some kind of truth or, or um, I don't know, like love or helping hand or something, you know, no matter how it's expressed. Uh, I think that I think that art is really, really important at the moment, specifically at the moment. And music, of course. I mean, I, you know, art, music is art, so. Right, right. Yeah, it's a form. Yeah. Because in a way, we're with that problem, like uh, the genre thing inside of music, it seems art yeah. has its kind of genre names, right? There's visual, there's uh, audio, there's, yeah, you know, whatever, touch. All, all those terms. <laughs> yeah, when it's all expression, right? Exactly. I mean, I've always had this dilemma with my buddy Raymond Pettibone because, you know, he's of the visual and I'm from the audio. And so, oh, no, no, the, the different pig pens, you know, the cows here, pigs over here, you know. <laughs> and so, like, we, we, we you know, I, I, I make music projects just to have him involved to show it's all just different. That's forms. great. You have the, yeah, same trip. And, and you yeah. do this with your own. You you make music and you make visual art. Yeah, it's kind of, for me, it's always like, you know, I have ears and eyes. Why shouldn't I use both? <laughs> right. Now, uh, is there an art industry? Because we were blaming the genre thing on the music industry, right? Is, do you think there's an art industry that does that stuff? 
Oh, too? yeah. Okay. And I don't get along with it either. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I don't know. I, I'm bad at hierarchies. I'm bad at people telling me what to do. You know, I, um, as soon as I start doing what other people want to do, I usually i am not that good anymore. So I have to really be able to follow my own voice. And um, my voice can be, you know, kind of outside of what is considered mainstream or whatever people can make money off of. So um, I'm usually outside of that whole district. Yeah, and in a way, maybe that kind of feeds your art. Totally. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm thinking of the farmer, you know, and he's thinking of a crop and like, what do I got to do? Well, I need rain, but I also need a lot of manure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, we're at the end of the first hour of the March 5, 2021 edition of the Watt Pedro Show. Special guest, Daniela Di Picciato. Hold tight for hour two. March 5, 2021. It's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro Show. I believe we are superheroes in writhing amnesia, riddled by arrows bound to a lie, blind to the abyss, our wings torn with halos of doom, dressed in black, shrouded in gloom. We are superheroes with X-ray vision that confine themselves to the collision of mundane experience with petty power and everyday yellow press trash towers, preferring the security of a regular job and saving the world from a lynch mob. all evil with a toss of our heads, shapeshift to wizards, take dragons to bend. It's all at the tip of our tongue, not the sword, but we ignore our capacities of the unexplored. Kryptonite rays ablaze in our hearts and instead trail the dull shine of phone and computer parts. Listen the complex lies of apes that revise truth as an advertised Bluetooth phone booth. We are superheroes in turmoil, thrashing and crying and trapped in the mortal coil. Overweight, cankerous centaurs stuck in the wardrobe like dinosaurs await news of a miracle, praying for Dumbledore or a dead pan Batman, blind to the fact that we are Aslan, weakened by denial, the subdial of our minds that can pierce stone. But we bemoan our fate, worry that it's too late, and take another Xanax to 
calm or panic. We who fly to the moon and have Einstein's theory truly underestimate our own glory. superheroes with spectacular powers. We collapse and rebuild the mightiest towers, crumble walls with a single sentence, and fight successfully for independence. Let the green lantern shine its legacy over the bestiality of man's fall, the writing on the wall shining bright on his monstrous destruction site and recall our original mission, the transition of alchemy to restore as we were before, our magical features, the law of the heavens, our teachers, and return to our predestined fate to be beautiful creatures.
from Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with beautiful creatures. Daniela Di Picciotto. No mercy after that. My wild love. Did you ever hear No Mercy? I mean, there's an H, right? It's like that opera in Japan. No. Uh These guys were from, well, they're actually two ladies. They're from the uh, 70s up in the city. It was just a singer and a drummer. Nope. Oh. Boone had, had this great quote, punk is whatever we made it to be. Yeah, you didn't have to play fast guitar, actually. You could do anything you want in the old days. Uh, Andrea Pensato after that with Old Density. Jessica at 93 with Enigma of the Absolute and the Luminous, Daniela DiPicciaro. Yeah, so this band, No Mercy. Yeah, this singer and drummer. Why not? You know, is it no. right? Dick Clark, you say, does it got you know, does it got a beat? Can you dance to it? Exactly. <laughs> Why not? So, so tell me about this beautiful creatures song. Well, that stems from my um, conviction that we are actually all secretly um, superheroes, but we just don't know it. And I'm convinced that we could all fly if we um, if we weren't being distracted by all these different things that don't really actually matter very much, but that are told that told to us that they're ma- they matter a lot. So that's kind of what the song is about. <laughs> oh, and again, the process, right? You came up with the music, and then wow, this one needs words. Exactly, and um, I, I took a long time to write that one because I don't know for some reason it was really difficult because I knew that I wanted to write um, a song about that theme because I was like you know I really like superhero movies and stuff like that and I was like asking myself why do I why do I like them so much and then I was like because I I always had the feeling that's actually you know we could actually be doing all of that Um, instead of just you know I don't know sitting around and looking at the iPhone (laughs) Were you into comics as a, as a girl? Um, not that much, but kind of. But I I'm, I got more into them when graphic novels started appearing. Like I like I like them more if there's like bigger pictures. I don't, I'm not that much into like tiny little pictures. Okay, so, <laughs> like probably because my eyes are bad. Oh yeah, that, that makes sense. So like novellas or anime, uh, not anime, manga. Yeah. You got into that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Raymond's drawings, he used novellas. He would use an overhead projector. He showed me once, I remember. It shines him up on the bulkhead and then kind of traces. Wow. Yeah, it I was love like, his work, yeah. He's great. Well, I found out that, the, 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 what's that, Dutch man? Before they had cameras, right, they wanted a lot of reality. Uh, uh, the girl with the ear. He used a camera obscura. He had. A, he was oh, showing the. Yeah, they yeah. found the backgrounds okay. in Holland of what he painted. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, and yeah, I think you can even um, see it in one of his painting. I once learned. I don't know which one it is. I think there's like a mirror in the painting, and you can see um, the the that projector camera or whatever in the mirror. Oh wow! Okay, so yeah. Remember that. Uh, <laughs> The Wizard of Oz, pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you destroyed all the magic. Uh, and Luminous? Luminous is off of my um, very first um, yeah. solo album. And um, I 
basically wrote that in Joshua Tree, which I love and I miss totally. Um, so it's kind of like, the, you know, the atmosphere, the desert atmosphere for me, like the cradle of, of mankind. Yeah, nighttime in the desert. It's oh, a, love it. It's, yeah, it's its own, it's its own, yeah, it's incredible, incredible. But I'm not playing, yeah, I put it there because to uh, compare it with these uh, newer ones. Right. And I want to play uh, Dancing in the Rain now. Oh, nice. <laughs>
Christ, 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 Christ in your life. When you fuck up, you need Christ. When you fuck up, you need Christ in your life. When you fuck up, you need Christ. Christ, 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 Christ in your life. When you fuck up, you need Christ. When you fuck up, you need Christ. When you fuck up, you need Christ.
Watch for Pedro show. Start off that chunk of music, you know, DiPicciato with Dancing in the Rain. Then Network Glass from Baltimore with 2A. This cat is incredible. I mean, I don't even know where the sounds are coming from, but do you, yeah. You don't even have to worry about the man behind the curtain. <laughs> I guess it's just <laughs> incredible. It's a spacey, uh, cosmic, whatever. Uh, ben Salter from Tasmania after that with String Packets, Pitch and Yaw. Pitch and Yaw is what a boat, well, I guess Spaceship can do it too. It's kind of hard for a car because you got a 2D world there. Uh, Sam Lockward out of Iowa City with Christ in Your Life. PX, PSXO. I think that's an acronym because there ain't the vowels at the end there <laughs> with uh, gl- glossolalia. <laughs> why not, man? If it's your song, why not make up fucking words? Uh, and then finally, the seventh day, uh, Daniela Di Picciato. Seventh day. Well, first dancing in the rain. Okay. You could speak about it. We already played it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to People, <laughs> you should let those people in on. You know, I put the music on digitally, people, so we don't really hear it until we hear the show like you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, I, I pasted uh, it in there. So, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's um, one of the songs... Uh, which I don't, I, I don't really have on my new album. I don't really have any ones that I sing, except one that's called Solitude. And uh, Dancing in the Rain is from my last, uh, my second solo album, Deliverance. Yeah. And it's one of the songs where I actually sing. <laughs> so um, I really enjoyed that one. It was somehow, it's like a mixture of um, kind of fun and. being melancholic at the same time or something? I don't know. I think that's maybe typical me. (laughs) Parallel Uh, universes. Exactly. (laughs) Well, Um, you know, I asked because, I mean, you gave me this collection, so this was on your mind. Exactly. Okay, okay. And The Seventh Day? The Seventh Day is um, from the last album I did with Alex. And... um, uh, the album is called The Current, and we recorded that in in uh, Blackpool, where we saw you. That's right. With, I was helping out the flipper guys. Now, but you, you called this one Daniela Di Picciato. So when is it Hack Picciato? Um, well, the seventh day is actually Hack Di Picciato. Oh, okay. So if I fucked up, I got to correct that. that's okay that's what i thought i thought when you guys played together that that's the name okay yeah i'll fix that i'll fix that okay so this is the team effort blackpool yeah Yeah. which was kind of like for england people a vacation town in the old days right yeah yeah it's it's like an amazing place we um we have a friend who comes from there john robb have you heard of him he's like the singer of the membranes yeah yeah and he's a good friend of ours, and he told us about Blackpool. And we had also uh, seen a movie on it, which is, I think, called Funny Bones. It's this really, really great movie on about comedians in, in Blackpool, I think in the 20s or something. We are like, wow, we have to go there. So then we were going to record our next al- last album. We said, okay, let's go to Blackpool and do it there. And then... Um, we 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 you know we were told that it's a pretty down and out place in the meantime. Yeah, a little beat down. Yeah. 
yeah, it's pretty poor. And so we, we went there and it was like really quiet. The only thing we noticed was that like on the plane going there, that there were all these punk musicians on the plane. We're like, that's strange. Is it like, do they like going here? And then there were more and more every day. And then we found out there was this really huge festival called Rebellion Festival. <laughs> that's right. And that's what and I was hoping to <laughs> And we had no idea. We were just, we're like, what is happening? <laughs> well, that's what the trip of life, right? Things come up. Things happen. Yeah. <laughs> there was a picture in the dressing room where we were before we went on the stage. That was talking about the Stones playing there in the early 60s, and somebody spit on Keith Richards, so he hit him over the head with his guitar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, that place is incredible, isn't it? That venue with all like those five huge, amazing halls. Yeah, you can tell there was an empire thing going on. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but by the time, yeah, these days it's kind of a little beat, little beat. But the, yeah. uh, the punkers repurposed it for a uh, rebellion festival. <laughs> Look, we're at the end of the second hour, March 5, 2021 edition. Watt Peter, so special guest, Danielle DiPicciato. Hold tight for hour three. March 5, 2021. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
got in to the church last night. They got in and they opened the padlock. And they shook out the box. They got in and they took it out. And they fitted the nest. They got in and they took it out. Better than this. And then the bit the vicar got this. The bit the vicar's wife. Like they've been saving it up, been saving it up for their whole damn lives. And the better than this. They've been saving them up for years, just to turn them loose, just to turn them loose. And then the pack rats got here. They got in the pantry. And they spread out the blankets. They turned on, they turned on the Magnets, the magnets, the magnets. The power has got blessed. They never forget, they can't give it up and they never give in. And the power has got blessed. They never forget, they can't give it up and they never give in. They never give in, cause it's a fake as work, it is, it is, it is. Don't make your neighbors, don't give it to winners. Oh, and they can laugh like crazy, laugh. Get them out and out and over naked. Laugh like crazy, laugh like crazy, laugh like crazy, laugh like crazy. They got a big mouth, a gal, a gal.
Watch for Pedro Show. We start off the third hour. Hack de Picciato with Petty Silver. Now, people, this is what I was talking about when her and Alex get together. It, her expression changes slightly because she's a part of a team effort. I, I mean, what would you call the difference between uh, just Daniela and then Hack de Picciato? Um, well, I mean, you know, when um, I'm doing my solo stuff, I'm alone in my studio and I just work on it. And then sometimes there's songs where I'm like, ah, I could really use a good bass on this. And, um, you know, then, of course, I go next door and I ask Alex, right, right. <laughs> do you, you play some bass? Yeah, bring it. <laughs> But then there's songs where I, you know, and then so if so he's only playing a little bit of bass, and I then it stays like my solo piece. But then when we get together to record a Hacke de Picciotto um, album, we're in the studio together, and we're always like we always are very, um, we always wanted to be fifty fifty, like fifty percent him and fifty percent me, and um, if it's exactly fifty fifty, it always works out. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting because we took a long time to somehow find our, our like specific sound and it only worked out when we were exactly 50-50 because we play such different instruments. Like like one cannot dominate the other instrument because otherwise it, it just doesn't work. It hurts it's, the it's whole. Interesting. Right, if one, one bogarts, it hurts the whole. Yeah. Whole, yeah. I mean, with the W people. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Okay. We had Crane with Cut after that. Mike Cooper and Elliot Sharp, Rotating Fields, Pineapple Empress out of South London with Enlightenment, Men and Volts. This is when they had David Greenberger, Pack Rats. And finally, Third from the Sun, Hack de Piacciano. And Third from the Sun, Third Stone from the Sun is Jimmy, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of like the same thought. <laughs> Which has got a really great bass line. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, him, you know, his voice was so, you know what I mean? It was musical on its own. It was just, and, and you know, I read about stuff. He he couldn't stand listening to it. And in the studio, he had to have all the lights out when he did his vocals. He was really insecure about it. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. Wow. Because his voice is so distinctive, right? Yeah. Totally. Just as much as I his mean, guitar. Yeah. Yeah. But that shows to go you, you know, that's why we make bands. You know, there's times for solo stuff, but some uh, another person can validate. I mean, what's the other side of being insecure? All narcissists and full of yourself, breaking your arm, patting yourself on the fucking back. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that shit. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. So when you go solo, it's not really... a you know, big egos. It's just like, well, this is what's got to be done this way. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to go solo in um, in '95 already because I I was you know I used to have a band in in the '90s, early '90s that was like a hip hop rock crossover band called Space Cowboys. It was a Berlin band, and um, I I kind of like I was I I heard I discovered trip hop and I was like, wow, I really like this and I'd really like to do something like that. So then I started trying to write solo pieces because I couldn't find anybody in Berlin that understood what I was trying to do. But it didn't work out. I, I didn't know I didn't know how to record. And back then you could only do stuff with four track. And, and I just couldn't find anybody. And then um, 
when I did my first solo album in 2015, I had learned how to work with, you know, um, a, a computer program in the meantime. And Alex was on tour with Neubaut. And so I was like, okay, what do I do when he's on tour? And I was like, oh, I'm just going to work on that music I wanted to do 20 years ago. <laughs> That's so great, though. I'm really trying to encourage part of it's the situation. The shit got more econo and easier to use. But yeah, musicians recording themselves. Exactly. That way you're not like, you know, um, dependent on anybody and you can just play around and see what happens. And um, yeah, it's fun. It's like, you know, Think fun. about the old days. What if like only a couple dudes wrote, everybody had to go to these couple guys who knew how to write. We had to all tell them our stories. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, and that's what happened to me in 95 because I got a little advance from uh, my, my record com company back then. And they said, okay, well, if you want to do your solo, then this, you, you go in a studio. So I had to find like, you know, an engineer. I had to find a studio. I had to, I had to do all of that. And, um, and it didn't work out because they didn't understand what I was trying to do. And so I was like really despondent afterwards because I was so dependent on all of these people. So I was really happy in 2015 that I could just do it by myself. Yeah, yeah, I bet you. Here, I'm, I'm going to play you Awake, another hacked Picciato collab.
I'm an intrinsically nervous person. I'm nervous every day. Every minute. But at the same time, I am an extremely relaxed person. Every day, every minute, I love being daring. It's good. Thank you. 
from Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Start off with Hack D. Picciato doing Awake. And then Mirror Mirror from uh, Yoko Ono with Kim Gordon and Thurston Moore. Nice. That's a collab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And finally, Jericho from Hack D. Picciato, which I really dig, man. Yeah. They knocked oh, down thanks. the walls with the fucking horns, right? The sh- chauffeur, the uh, goat. Yeah. Right? They did some loops, did some uh-huh. rounds around the town. And <laughs> Such a trippy story. But, uh, yeah. but th- th- So, empowerment, right? Learning how to uh, record your own records. And actually, uh, kind of like skate, skateboard, right? You just learned by doing, right? You fell down a few times. You just kept going, picked yourself up. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> a lot of lot of falling down. Right, like, uh. right. <laughs> but but that, that's one of the good things, right? You can uh, it's all ones and zeros, so you just hit the delete key and start over. And, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Pe- people should, I think, kind of take advantage. It's a different situation than uh, in the old days. Hundred and fifty dollars for used of of a uh, you know fifteen minutes of tape. Man, exactly. You don't oh, have God. those kind of limit. I don't have to go to Hollywood and give guy fifteen hundred dollars for one day. I know. <laughs> I know. That? You get a whole workstation now for that, and it's good for like b- buttloads of tunes. Yeah. Okay. So, so, um, uh, are you now that this this guy came out on a uh, not Halloween uh, Valentine's Day? Exactly. Right, on right, Broken Clover Records, it's a San Francisco label. Okay, great, great. And uh, but, but but you know when something comes out, right? Is it like you know like final exam in high school? No, it's like now I got to get ready for the next one. Kind of, to be honest. <laughs> I'm always like um, I work on it as hard as I can until I'm totally happy. And then I just let it go. Then I'm like, you know, I let it, I release it, I hype it as much as I can, and then I just start working the next project. I just love, you know, um, doing that stuff. I mean, we um, immediately started doing in the next Hacke de Picciotto album after I was done yeah. with my solo album. So that should be coming out sometime in the summer, I think. And um, so it was, I basically stopped recording my solo album on a Friday and then went into the studio with Alexander on a Monday to start composing and recording the other new stuff for us. So it was nonstop. Right. No gaps. Nope. Well, you know what? Uh, use the no, mo- no, momentum. <laughs> yeah. But there's something to say about momentum, right? You, you got the ball rolling. Why not? Yeah. Keep rolling with it. Exactly. And again, because, you know, we were stuck here in right, Berlin. Right, right, right. We don't really have an apartment because we're nomads. We're just like in our studios all the time. And then what are you going to do in the studio? It's like not that comfortable. So you're just working. <laughs> yeah. So music's a lifeline. Exactly. Yeah. Really interesting. And, it, and, you know, and the other thing, it's not just words. It's not just talk. You know, we got the record. We got the next record. We got that. You know what I mean? It's It's a real thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. What you said at the beginning of the show about the arts—you're you're so right. I, I mean, I'm in such agreement with you. So, so much about that. Yeah, that we have—you know—we have like the possibility of 
of kind of, you know, doing stuff that makes people um, feel something. So we have a responsibility to in that way. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's an honor to be able to do these things. And also, um, I'm lucky that I'm in Berlin and the rents are cheap here. And so, you know, you can you can actually earn money through your art and you don't have to worry that much about all the, you know, costs and stuff. So, so it's okay. I mean, especially because we don't have an apartment here. We have hardly any costs. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I understand. And it, But, man, I love uh, what you're doing with your expression, with your music. I love it. Please keep on keeping on, please. Oh, thank you. I definitely will. <laughs> okay, people. It's been the March 5, 2021 edition of Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>